Hello and welcome back to the Conscious Contact Podcast. My name is Janae and I'm here with my friend Annalise. Hello. And I want you to pronounce your last name for me. Okay, so the way my family's always done it is Tikkanen. Tikkanen. So that's like the Americanized way, but mm. apparently when it's uh, Finnish, which is, that's where I'm from, um, where my dad's from 100%, you have to pronounce both consonants. So it's mm. technically Tikkanen, but like what an a-hole, what I would sound like <laughs> if I was just like, actually, it's Tikkanen and it needs I to mean, be like three seconds long. You <laughs> could totally be that way because I have a unique first name and people call me Jenny all the time. And then I sound like an asshole when I say, no, it's Janae. Janae. Because it is. It is. <laughs> it's not Jenny like at all. And it's not a fancy pronunciation of Jenny either. So I have. Okay. So obviously Annalise isn't terribly no, common either. No. <laughs> um, so I get, I've gotten two comments with it my entire life. That's beautiful. Yes. Or that sounds like an old. Oh, no, no. Three. Okay. That's beautiful, <laughs> which is lovely. I like that one. But uh, that sounds like an old lady's name. <laughs> the fuck like like i guess i don't know an old like person's a name. name like a mary beth or okay gotcha and then that stems into the third uh -huh. it sounds like a southern double name yeah annalise annalise <laughs> annalise take a name that would be really cute though oh well like of course it would southern version of that name would of course be it is hilarious. but that's do i look southern <laughs> no not in the slightest which is crazy because <laughs> i was raised here well, see, now we could get into a whole argument about is North Carolina the South mm. because as someone from Alabama, it is not the South mm -mm. at all. But when I moved here, everyone was like, what are you talking about? It's south of the Mason-Dixon line. Of course, it's the South. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, um, y'all don't have fire ants or oh. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I feel like there is a certain level of population density. Uh the levels of middle class versus lower class mm -hmm. just because that's how it works out you can see it all along 40 oh my I 40 God. yes yes so it's vastly different mm -hmm. and uh, not to get into too into the weeds of it but i went from let's do it <laughs> I, know, right? I went to a high school no it was a middle school it was only sixth through eighth grade though which maybe that's always been middle school years but i swear there's a couple more grades on there no, it's three it's years. Just six, six right. through eight. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was mine. My last half of my eighth grade year, I went to a middle school in Alabama, and I think it's something like twenty nine thousand students, and for a middle school, for a middle school, yes, that 90, was bigger than my college, dude. Here, it was horrendous. So first oh off, it was uh, uniform, mm -hmm. clear backpacks, the whole thing. It was clear I, backpacks. I was, oh yeah. Yes, you had to have clear backpacks. I've never been big city, apparently. Yeah, you, you had to walk through metal detectors to get into class. You couldn't dye your hair crazy colors. None of that. Mm. Yeah. And it was 94% minority, 5.5% mm -hmm. white. Yes. So I went from that experience <laughs> to <laughs> North Carolina, which is still a decent Wake mix. Wake up call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And but in between there, went to Virginia and Tennessee, which was mostly white. Mm hmm but North Carolina felt more similar to Alabama than either Virginia or Tennessee did to me. Uh, yeah, I would completely agree. But more people, I feel like, stereotypically think that those two are more Southern than North Carolina. Like Mountain. Tennessee. Mountain. Nashville. Like, I feel like people have this idea that that is the South. Are you talking about like, like the South? You say people like U.S. like yes, the U.S. Things. U.S. Yeah, I think they just have bad ideas of where these states are on a map because I mean, it's definitely mountain. No lie. Like yeah. there's mountain people. <laughs> yes, and maybe Appalachian versus red. Yeah, yes, yeah. So like, what does Dolly consider herself? She's like oh, a the mountain South, red for sure. Mountain red but and Appalachian. Yeah, yeah. For yeah sure. So maybe that's what people consider South Southern. Yeah, I think it's all looped into the same thing. Which it's they're very similar. I'm a redneck. But I have lots of family that's that grew up in Tennessee, and they are definitely Appalachian. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing, though. Yeah, it's it really like is. Low, low income, working on the land, large families, mm -hmm. southern accent, like it's the one same big thing. grocery store. Yes. Like, yeah. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, I, Dixie used to be the thing. My, I I was raised in Elon. Uh, mm -hmm. So like Burlington. Yeah. So yeah. early, like Elon's like two square miles is basically Burlington. Yeah. Um. Same deal. I mean, like, it was on I-40. We were, like, next to bigger cities. But, mm -hmm. I mean, Burlington's really small. And I was, like, going to Food Lion. You mm -hmm. know, like, that was it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and then, well, complete opposite spectrum to you. Um, 
I was in a class of 13 kids. What the hell? In my middle school. I was one of Holy 13. Crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the most my class ever was was like 18 kids. Holy so shit. yeah, yeah, was, we had classes of like 50 kids to one teacher. I I, I barely had that in high school. That's so, wild. Yeah, it, just for like I don't know safety reasons because my uh, parents uh, met in California. Actually, yeah, met in California. Mm. Had me and my brother in California, and they literally decided to move from California to North Carolina when they're in line to buy ammo during like the Rodney King yeah. riots and stuff. Holy Because they were in the midst of that. They were yeah. living in Long Beach, mm. and so yeah, in the nineties, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Or like you know, late eighties. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that when they got the opportunity to move to North Carolina, they were like all about safety. Mm-hmm. So they immediately found like a private school to put us in. Yeah, yeah. Like so, private Catholic school. Mm-hmm. So well, that makes total sense. Then. Tiny, tiny little class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tiny, and it was mostly like mostly white class. Yeah. And of the feeder schools, it was the smallest. So Oof, yeah. yeah, and we were the worst at sports, and that was like. Yeah, like our I think acronym that just happens with oh a lot God. of private schools, unfortunately. Yeah. But, like there were such good ones within the private school ring. But anyway, so if if I'm weird, it's coming from shelteredness, and then <laughs> and then like an instant shock when it came to like high school and college oh, yeah. age, yeah. just learning everything all at once. Just yeah, <laughs> my weirdness comes from just the opposite exposure to too much stuff and too no soon? boundaries. Oh yeah. Oh yep. Okay. For sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had a very permissive household growing mm-hmm. up there were no rules mm-hmm. everything was like whatever you wanted mm-hmm. I would rarely get like as I got into my teen years rarely got grounded very oh. open oh and I mean I was doing oh. plenty of things to get grounded what would for. I do <laughs> it was not good so that's yeah. the thing like right. whatever you think of as a kid like if your parents are strict you want them to be not strict if your parents aren't strict I liked it at the time, but I realized how much of a disadvantage it put me in as an yeah. adult. Yeah. Like, I have no concept of boundaries or morals or how to live your life. It did not – it's not as good as the way that you think about it when you're, you're a kid. Because mm-hmm. I used to have friends with strict parents, and they're like, oh, my God, this is great. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, but – I don't really have, like, parents. I have, yeah. like, friends. Yeah, yeah. So it's completely, completely different vibe. But, I mean, it fucks you up just the same. Sure. I mean, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I messed up in so many ways yeah. because of, like, yeah. my small exposure. So the rigidity. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's no one that's perfect. Everyone's just a balance, and then you find your people that you mesh with. And yeah. then, yeah. I mean, hopefully you balance out as an adult. Of course. I mean, you, you'd want to. You're trying to. You hope so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate when you meet those people who, who didn't have like friends or family around mm. to, to help them balance out. Yeah. And then you still find them like not knowing why they're having struggles and you see it and you want to tell them. Yeah. But it's like almost too late. That's me like seven years ago. Really? <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. I mean, no, that's not too late. Seven years ago. If I. It was almost too late. <laughs> But no, it's, it is this thing, like, you don't get socialized correctly. Mm -hmm. Like, truly, you just don't know how to have, like, real relationships with people, because you don't have an example of that, especially Mm -hmm. if you don't grow up in a house with siblings, or two parents, or any of that. Or if if you're not, like, fortunate enough to have, like, a a standard home life, Mm, where where you've had, like, security, you know, a lot of people don't have that. And it's, it's so weird, because I was so sheltered because of the small situation I was in. Mm -hmm. Um, like there was people like getting grants to go to the school, but everyone had a home. Everyone yeah. had a family. Yeah. We all knew their parents cause it was again, very small. Yeah. So I didn't really have a lot of exposure to unfortunate circumstances yeah. or abuse in home life just mm. because small pool. Yeah. So to me it was like, oh, that stuff happened in the, yeah, in the movies. Just, yeah. yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, which I hate to say that. I think a lot of people feel that way. It's a fortunate. I mean, I'm I'm it's very fortunate. Oh, yeah, great. for sure. Um, yeah. but I mean, we may- can all have it worse though. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to fall into that trap of like, just because your life isn't the worst life ever that your hardships don't matter. Because I do hear a lot of people do that too. Like, there's validity to struggles, even if you had a great childhood mm-hmm. and were advantaged, you're still gonna struggle with stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people give themselves the freedom for that or they go the opposite way and they try to take up, they realize that they've been sheltered or that they've been privileged and they try to stand up for other people who are disadvantaged, which is a great thing to do, comes Mm -hmm. from a good place. But if you're not involved in that community, you're going to try to help in the wrong way. (laughs) Yeah, it it seems disingenuous. Yeah. Okay, I hope that's the right word. Yes. Disingenuous. Or you're going to be misguided because you just don't 
understand the situation enough because mm-hmm. you haven't lived it. Mm-hmm. And that's the case with anybody that tries to help with anything. If it's not your personal experience, it's going to be hard to understand because as humans, especially in America, I feel like we think that our experience is the experience. Oh, yeah. First person. Uh-huh. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like everyone must Main have character grown syndrome. Up. That's yes. what it is. Okay. That's the term. Yes. Ooh, hot term. So it's, it's hard to to be able to expand outside of yourself or to look at an issue and realize like, oh, just because I feel this way doesn't mean that everyone else is one is going to or mm. needs to because mm-hmm. they may have had vastly different lives. And I think that kind of feeds into the one of the things I wanted to talk about. You had posted on Instagram. It's a great segue. Oh, that was a smooth segue. <laughs> I was just making the connections in my head. I was like, You're like Wait man, is she going to dip into this? Wow. Good. I, That's smooth. I love and you don't know me super well. So I want to kind of preface this as I try to do on most of the episodes. Mm-hmm. I am definitely coming from a place of trying to understand how you feel and your experience. And this is not meant to be an argument. I'm not here to invalidate anything that you have to say. Mm -mm. And just because I don't agree with you or may feel differently doesn't mean that I look at you any differently. So I want to start there. Yes. (laughs) Because some people don't know that. And talking about stuff like this is fucking hard. It is. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's why people don't do it. And I I practice with my family. So one thing... (laughs) So not not my mom and dad family yeah. because crazily enough, t- part of the sheltered thing is that's not something like we would talk mm, about much. Yeah, like yeah. sometimes we would talk about it. It'd be like once in a while talks. But mm-hmm. um, surprisingly with my partner and his kids, he likes to play devil's advocate. Ah, which is kind of smart. Which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, like they know deep down that's not him, but he yeah. likes to play the bad guy, likes to, you Just know. Just make them think about it. Yes. And yeah. then they, and they fight for it. Yeah. And, and then he has to be like, hey, like tone. Let's yeah. like, yeah. you know, and teaches them. And what's crazy, like I am, as an adult, still learning how to like properly listen. Yeah. <laughs> properly debate. <laughs> realize what my tone is coming out mm-hmm. because I get like so animated. So well, I, I think that that's, again, like I think that's a good thing. I think being passionate about something is a good thing. But learning how to translate that into a conversation and not an argument is a skill. I mean, oh, it's something gosh. you have to work at. Yeah. You don't just get I don't I haven't seen anyone just born with that. Mm-mm. It takes converse I mean you have to practice too which you can't if mm-hmm. you get passionate because then you're going to argue with someone and you don't want to argue so you don't bring it up and then you just never talk about it. We haven't even mentioned what we're talking about yet. I love this. This is fun. <laughs> we can get in circles. I well, know. it's fun for us. I don't know if it's right? fun for anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> They'll I'm sure. I'm sure they're enjoying it too. On the ride. <laughs> but I saw you post on Instagram just lots of – and you pose them as questions, which I think is a great idea. Questions about gun, gun control, ideas behind, like, the technology behind guns and how to change that. Is there something specific – I mean, there's plenty of things that have been going on. But Mm -hmm. is there something specific that kind of sparked those ideas in your brain? Yes. So um, it was an emotional day Mm -hmm. because the kids – Mikey, my partner, he has two kids that are in high school. Their high school was under a code red for the third time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I could, like, start crying right now. For the third time. I've never had that in my life, a a gun scare. Yeah. But the third time in their school to the point where they brought a SWAT team in to check people's bags because there was a gun that a kid brought. Like, Mm -hmm. just shocking that that. They're just, like, there for kids, and it's just easy, and they talk about it all the time. It's just – there's so many things that are, like – it's not that I don't think they should exist. I mean, again, I was raised in the South. Yeah. I've shot a gun before, not, like, in self-defense, just yeah. for fun. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I almost need, like, the Instagram post in front of me to remember I what I was saying. I wish that I would have taken a picture. I didn't think Basically, it. it spawned a conversation where we had, like, a great sit-down with the kids. And because mm-hmm. they were being so nonchalant about it. Because to them, it's just, like, everyday life. Mm-hmm. Like, they see it on media, but it's also what they're living. Yeah. Which yeah. is so crazy that they're so nonchalant about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we were talking about, well, what, what would realistic gun safety measures look like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. especially for people who love them and like what would be a way that you could pose safety measures that are only taking away the things that are deadly Mm. I guess Mm. or taking away one's whoops uh right per se Mm -hmm. to injure somebody to the point of death Mm. because there's definitely ways to incapacitate people Mm -hmm. so 
that was kind of the the onus of that conversation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I almost want to get that list out because it was yeah. really good. I yeah. had such a fun time brainstorming those. Yeah. Jump so in. yeah, it's if my thought process when I was reading that is for me as someone, I don't want to say pro gun because I think that that gets into a very different conversation because mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that that is the group that I'm in, but because of where I grew up and because of some things that I've experienced violence wise, having a gun to potentially be able to save my own life or save someone I love's life. That is, that is the point of a gun to me. And I was raised around guns. My dad always had a gun. Mm -hmm. I never saw it (laughs) unless he was putting it away. Yes. Right. (laughs) And that was it. I've never seen him pull it. He never threatened to pull it because we were never in a situation, luckily that would require him to do so. Mm -hmm. And the, the caveat, that I wanted to talk about a little bit is like taking away the gun's ability to hurt someone for me would be the antithesis of common sense gun ownership for me Mm -hmm. because I'm not going to pick up a gun and aim it at someone unless I'm in fear for my life Mm -hmm. or they have a gun. Sure. So I would not feel comfortable with something that might only incapacitate somebody in that situation. Like say someone breaks into my house in the middle of the night and comes in my room. Mm -hmm. I, there is no question in my mind that I'm going to try to preserve my life over someone who has taken steps to enter my home. Sure. And at that point in time. Oh, absolutely. So you're meaning more so, it sounds like you're coming from a place of wanting to preserve people's rights to have shooting ranges and like fun with guns, quote unquote. Um, not even that necessarily, because a lot of the ideas that we were proposing were were things that could be added to handguns, which mm. honestly, the the point of those, I would say, are per, for self-protection because mm. they're like, you know, I, I assume I'm not yeah, a big yeah, gun yeah. person. Is yeah. that is that where like they came from aside from like law enforcement? Yes, it's to well, if we want to go real far back, it was to prevent the government from taking away your rights. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Originally. Yeah. But it, it for for me in its current state, my thought process on guns is hunting animals on your land. Yeah. As, and that's, you know, been around forever as well. Mm-hmm. But for self-protection in a scenario where I, because I've been robbed in the past mm-hmm. physically, and a scenario like that, someone breaking into my house or me needing to defend the life of someone that's near me. Great right. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the ideas that um, we are throwing around were different ways that you can kind of put safety measures on guns so that the first reaction isn't a deadly reaction. Yes, and I totally, I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. And if you have not gone through concealed carry training, you might not know that that is in the laws already, mm-hmm. and that is something that you're tra- you have to take a test on it. Sure, to yeah. get your concealed carry license, it is illegal to kill someone. Period. Murder of is course. illegal. Yeah, and your first reaction is never going to be to grab the gun, and that is like the top thing that they drill. It's an eight-hour class that you have to sit. Oh, through. yeah, absolutely. So gun safety, the fact that. That that is the last resort, what the laws actually say about it, what does self-defense actually mean, all of those things. And it isn't just a class so that you can say that you took it so that you can get around the laws or whatever, Mm because I've heard people argue that too. It is legitimately letting you know you will go to jail and this is literally murder if you do this. Sure. So it it is not so much for me the gun itself that needs safety measures. I think it's the same thing as with any item that could be potentially deadly. It's education for people mm-hmm. because being a gun owner, it should be – and it, it is for concealed carry purposes – very important and required of you to go through education on how to use that firearm to have proficiency so that you you are not you can prove that you can shoot a target Mm -hmm. and you're not just going to spray bullets everywhere and potentially hurt someone else as well you have to take a proficiency in right so it's the education piece is missing Mm -hmm. for general public who may be either casual gun owners and just buy one Mm -hmm. or for people that don't own guns period i i think that we don't talk about guns enough unless a large situation happens and, you know, people are fatally injured. We don't talk about what actual gun safety looks like enough. Sure. Because it's just hard to talk about. It's so hard to talk about. People get upset and people have their rights to believe about owning a gun or not owning a gun. And if you don't want to own a gun, don't own a gun. I'd, oh, far absolutely. Far be it for me to tell you to own a gun. Right. But 
it it just depends on your experience in life. And I have felt very lucky that I have a partner who is extremely educated in that. And he surrounds himself with people that are smart with guns sure. and educated. And he's taught me how to use it proficiently. Mm-hmm. Again, this is preparing for a worst case scenario that I've been through and lived through, thank God. But it's that piece of like, I don't think people understand that most gun serious gun owners who are fighting for the freedom to have gun ownership we're not doing so just so that we could have guns Mm -hmm. i mean i'm sure there's that fringe population that is but we know how to safely use guns or most most people that are serious about guns do but it's it's educating like the broader population parents being able to talk to their kids about it like Mm -hmm. you've spoken about like being able to teach children what guns are, right? what they do, how to handle them safely should they ever come across one. Yeah. And I don't disagree with you. I believe that guns should be locked up all the time. Mm-hmm. I think that having a gun that would read your fingerprint, like if it's your concealed carry weapon, 100% I believe that that's something that sh- it, it should already exist. Right. There are safes mm-hmm. that are fingerprint coded. Um, so I, I believe in gun safety measures also, because I think that's the other issue people get into. They think people that want to have guns don't believe in gun safety. No, no, I definitely don't think, I, I think my more, my main thing was the government has like such a big hand on Mm. safety for everything, Mm -hmm. like be it vehicles, be it like anything. If it comes to like, we were talking fingerprints on, on like safes. Yeah. Why not have just the fingerprint on the gun as well, Mm -hmm. or a palm print on the handgun so that. Only the owner of the gun can set off the gun. Yeah. I mean, if it's going to be something that's legally, like, like can absolutely kill somebody. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you were the one who took the course. Yeah. Like, how, how, how simple would it be mm-hmm. for someone to create something that it's almost like a lock mechanism that you have to, unfortunately, add to a lot of different guns? Yeah. But, I mean, A, that's almost like a fingerprint. Yes, I am choosing to use this. Yeah. Yes, I understand this is deadly force. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is me using it, not my son who picked it up because he's distressed not yeah. my baby um yeah. who's messing around with it not yeah. my dumb teenager dumb, who's yeah. looking down or like <laughs> or pretending to be cool or, yeah mm-hmm. i mean because like a lot of accidents happen yeah. and yeah and there's a lot of intentional gun use too but there's a lot of things where somebody shot and and the first response should not have been mm. death and mm-hmm. honestly that was kind of where our our conversation stemmed from mm. is it our right to kill someone mm. because can guns just not outright be just like if the ammo is then taken away, mm-hmm. there's no deadly ammo mm-hmm. except for maybe hunting. That's a whole different story. Maybe you can check it out for hunting areas. Mm. I think Sweden does that for like gun ranges, mm. for, but basically control the ammo, mm-hmm. take the ammo, like the deadly aspect away. Mm. And then maybe it's just everyone is working with the same stuff. Yeah. Obviously it's like, knowing somebody's going to have a store of regular ammo. Mm. That's always going to be the case. Everyone's going to have that thought now. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I was just trying to think what is a blanket thing so mm. that you just take death off the table in general? Well, that's, that is, I think that is my issue with it because I think that obviously I think every human being on the planet, I would hope is on the same. Well, other than people that are mentally unwell, that don't care about human life to begin with would agree that killing someone is the last thing that you should ever do, period. Yeah. End of story. That human life is valuable and taking it away is not our right. Mm-hmm. However, I would say that if you take, to me, that is the point of a firearm. Mm-hmm. Not to murder people, but to protect yourself against people who want to hurt and kill you. Sure. And if you take away that aspect, one, illegal gun markets are always going to be there. Mm-hmm. So you are then taking away someone's ability to fight off someone else with an illegal gun. Mm-hmm. And that is the part that makes me nervous because I've I've seen that. I went to schools where that was a thing. Mm-hmm. I've been around people who that was a thing. Thank God I'm not anymore. Mm-hmm. But unless you are faced with a scenario, like this was years ago at this point. This was probably 2009. I was robbed. My head was slammed in a car door and mm-hmm. someone was trying to take my purse from me. I am lucky that there was no other force used upon me. But after being in that position, 
there is no scenario in which I would ever want that to happen to someone that I love or to happen to me again. Right. And do I want to kill someone? Absolutely not. That is like the, that's the last thing I would ever fucking want to do. I can only imagine the repercussions of that, even if it's completely self, you know, justified self-defense. Sure. I would be fucked up for the rest of my life. And I think I should be. Yes. That's kind of the whole thing. You should not use it unless you are in fear for your own life. Mm -hmm. Full stop. I don't disagree with that at all. But taking away that last line of defense, to me, that there comes... That's where the issues start. That's like saying, well, knives kill people. Should we blunt the ends of all knives? Yeah. And kind of going into that thought process, but also the government aspect. Mm -hmm. If you look at the experiences of other countries who have had their guns taken away from them, the one that I'll pick because it's the most prevalent right now, Ukraine. Mm -hmm. If we had not take, well, if we didn't take away their guns, if they had not had their guns taken away, they would have been able to defend themselves against that invasion they Mm -hmm. would have had so much less loss of life we would have not had to send over hundreds of thousands of guns to them and i think that is the main piece i think it is preservation to make sure that you are not put in a state where the government is going to be able to take away your rights or someone is going to take away your right to live Mm -hmm. and it's so hard because again like i think we all start from this place of we don't want anyone to die. That mm-hmm. is the last thing that should happen. Sure. But murder is already illegal. Yeah. So it's hard for me to figure out how do we get to a place where it is more safe without continuing to just make the same thing illegal over again. Yeah. So it's hard to to figure out where that comes in. I, I get that. But I would say guns are definitely the most dangerous weapon that mm-hmm. civilians have yes. access to. Yes. By and large. Yep. They're the deadliest. Mm-hmm. Why? I, and then with us, like I would say probably the U.S., this is just a guess, mm. but U.S. probably has the biggest military or one of the biggest. Yes. Yeah. I don't think we're necessarily asking the military to get rid of their guns. We've got, I mean, we've got the protection. Well, it's, technically the military is the government. So that's the issue. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so so they, protect the government, from the government. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So if the government, if you say something like Russia, mm-hmm. so if you don't agree with, or North Korea. Should there be a regime that comes into place that wants to turn America into North Korea? Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I am not a part of that. <laughs> and I have the ability to leave and I have the ability for the government to not kill me if I disagree with them. So I think of places like Cuba as well and people that have been able to escape that scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to be in potentially in that scenario obviously again it just all goes back to being able to protect your own life if you're faced with a scenario and this it's hard to comprehend because we hope we're never in these scenarios Mm -hmm. i hope i'm never in a place where someone breaks in my house and they have a gun pointed at me i i hope that i'm never in a place where the government is trying to kick me out of my house and say we own this now and we're going to ship you off somewhere Mm -hmm. um but in history, if we look back, it happens. And I think that's kind of why America was set up the way that it was, is they came over from a totalitarian? Totalitarian? There we go. Yes. Yes. Okay. Government. And they wanted to make sure that was never going to happen again. They wanted to be able to protect their freedoms, their freedom of religion, freedom of speech, all of those things. And I, the, the gun is the most deadly version of that for that very reason. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes that is the only option. If someone is coming at you with a deadly opposing force, Mm -hmm. like if someone is coming at me with a knife, I'm not going to feel confident that a taser is going to save my life. Sure. Okay. And those kind of like, if you bump up, what, what does that look, what does pepper spray look like against X, Y, and Z? What Mm -hmm. does a taser look like against X, Y, and Z? What does a baseball bat look like against X, Y, and Z? Again, the more that you put regulations on something as well, which I don't think is a bad idea, right. the more of an illegal market you're making for it. And bad people are always going to do bad things. And I want to make sure that I can protect myself from that bad person who has bought a gun illegally who's mm-hmm. looking to harm me. I could see that argument definitely in like a smaller situation, like in a city mm-hmm. aspect. Like yes. if you're really worried about like, say if you're in a, uh, a government situation, or not government situation, but a state situation where for some reason the police decided to just stop going to your neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. That, that I could see that in a situation that small. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes you see that's where you see a lot of the gun uh, conflict happening. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to mass, like, government, we're dealing with, like, 
drones. We're dealing mm. or we're dealing with the US, which is the mega. It's like saying, I've got my gun here, I've got my house, US government, come get me. I mean, mm. I, I feel like unless everyone is like I, I it's like asking I don't know it's just it to me that's that's like yeah. taser versus gun. It is the it the way that I can put that is like the Ukraine situation. Mm -hmm. That kind of scenario like everyone did civilians had to band together as a militia because their government was fucked. Mm -hmm. So they're that their military gone, absolutely trashed. Right. Or they were bought out by Russia. Sure. So they had to their communities had to band together and become their own military. And yes, that can be like an antiquated thought process and we live in America so we think that that's so far away from us. But I think about you know, scenarios like Ukraine. And I'm like, this is happening literally right now, current day. It's available for us. Mm -hmm. Should that ever be the case? And it's, it, it's, it's so hard because I don't disagree that tasers are fantastic. Tasers still kill people, which mm -hmm. is the, the other issue. Um, there's some really good documentaries about that too. Um, shooting, which is never, this is never what you want to happen, but shooting someone in the leg could potentially be less risky to their life than tasing them, depending on who they are, mm -hmm. what they're on, their heart condition, yada, yada, mm -hmm. yada. Uh, pepper spray has been proven to be completely ineffective against people who are high or people who want to do whatever they're going to do. Sure. And that is really tough. I quit carrying pepper spray for that reason. Mm -hmm. um, just watching the videos on efficacy and yada, yada, yada. Because, again, it's not it's not about playing around with it. This isn't me shooting someone through a door because they knocked at 12 in the morning. It is truly like I feel like this person is about to kill me. Mm -hmm. This is my only option that's left. And that's the – again, that's the only case that I see a reason to use your gun and – Everyone that I'm around, because I don't hang out with people that fuck around with guns that aren't knowledgeable, because that's scary. Yeah, And absolutely. I don't disagree with you on that. I think that that's a very important point, is because we don't talk about it enough, people don't realize that there are safe ways and unsafe ways to handle a gun. There's reasons to use them and reasons to not use them. And what are your other options? Yeah. That that education piece, I think, is so important. I But I think education up to the person... Mm everybody's going to take that. Everyone's going to go through the class because they can go through it. Yeah. Um, most people, I, I assume it's not a terribly hard class to pass. Not theoretically, if you're using common sense and you listen to the teacher. It's like any class. If you take notes and you do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, for sure. One would say like a driver's ed course. Yeah, yeah. Very simple. Yeah. It At that point, it's up to the individual. Agreed. And this is this is the other scenario that I see a lot of people arguing for. Shitty people are always going to be shitty people. There is no amount of gun control that's going to fix that. Mm -hmm. There's no amount of common sense reform that's going to fix that. There's no amount of taking ammo away that's going to fix that. If people want to be terrible people and if people want to kill people, they'll find a way to do it. That's like countries that don't allow civilians to have guns. There's still murders there. Like, yes, I totally see the point of like maybe they're not using uh, a – a gun that has a higher count of ammo, so there may be less casualties. However, there it often is a lot less casualties. For sure. Yes. People still die, though. Of course. And but the murder rate is still very similar in a lot of these countries to here. It's just we've removed the guns. And again, like, there are still guns that go to those countries because of the black market and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. The mental health aspect of that, like... Again, we're, like, continuing to make illegal things illegal again because murder is already illegal, like, full stop. Mm -hmm. And I don't – that that's the piece that I just always see missing from other people, not our conversation, but from other people's talks about it is shitty people are always going to be shitty. Mm -hmm. And if you take away ammo from other people, those shitty people are going to have it, and someone that might be there is not going to have the potential ability to stop them. No, No doubt – that there would be a really tough transition period. Mm. I mean, that's the case with anything that got, I mean, got changed in history. Mm -hmm. I mean, somebody suffers. I mean, that that's always like, and by say somebody, I mean like a generation could suffer. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, alcohol is a terrible example, but mm -hmm. you know, a generation suffered. They realized it was terrible. They mm -hmm. brought it back. That was a different story. Drugs are a different story. I wish they were all legal. And then there were facilities to help those. Mm. Anyway different story but like for guns i think with something that is so lethal mm -hmm. there's it's it's like putting 
humans in like a tank with like really, really dangerous things. Like why do that mm. when, when it could be stepped back? Mm. Like w- what is the reason that you'd need to kill somebody? Yes, somebody else could have a bullet as well. But if you have a defense mechanism, maybe it's not even a gun now. Maybe mm. it's a different kind of like a, a, um, it's a hand cannon or something that really has a spread. So everything in front of you is covered. They are mm-hmm. like their vision's gone. It's like incapacitated them with wind. I mean, rubber bullets, anything that is so disarming that a gun, I mean, you have just as good a chance as shooting them before they shoot you mm-hmm. instead of doing something like that where it's a defense mechanism where it completely disarms them. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, maybe you have the two shots like you're like we were talking about on my Instagram where you have got the first disabler. Mm. Then you've got the rubber bullet that's slightly more incapacitating. Then you have the final and the mm-hmm. third. And yeah. then at that point, like in a court situation, you could say, I went through one. I went through two. He was still getting up. Mm-hmm. I went through third. Yeah. I think there's different ways, like MIT, the government. I mean, I keep saying the government. That's so stupid. That's a catch-all. Regardless, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, say yeah. the government because yeah. they go and they have their hands mm-hmm. in every sort of, like, tech. Yeah. They usually buy it up, put a patent on it. It's mm-hmm. not for the public. Yeah. Which sucks because I think a lot of this stuff exists for governments to use elsewhere mm. for protection, but not for us to use for ourselves. So yeah. I feel like if we were given better resources to protect ourselves amongst ourselves, mm. I mean, we could even be doing that against illegal bullets until nobody has illegal bullets anymore. And mm-hmm. then it's all bullets that are just, you know, yeah. stun. I, I know. It was just more brain brainstorming because I think if we don't ever, like, think about these things. Oh, for sure. As, like, open yeah. products, as open mm-hmm. just yeah. anything. Yeah. I mean, is it ever going to get done or are we just going to say, I like guns, I like guns, I like mm-hmm. guns. But why do our guns have to kill people? Why can't all of our guns Mm-hmm. be exactly what we like maybe kill animals I don't know I, I get the hunting aspect that's mm-hmm. different but mm-hmm. yeah no I, I I totally agree I think that if you don't talk about it you can't ever have innovation I mean you can't put anything mm-hmm. off limits because I don't disagree with a lot of the points that people make mm-hmm. it's just the in practice part getting to a good solution for that that's not going to cause a black market to skyrocket, that's mm-hmm. not going to cause crime to suddenly be indefensible, that's not going to cause massive loss of life in that, like a civilian scenario, and that won't put us at an open disadvantage should the government, because they're not going to get rid of their bullets, to put us at a disadvantage potentially with military action, finding something that can like satiate all of that mm-hmm. is the goal. Like for sure, because I do think that it's important. I think the palm scanner, I think that that's a wonderful, a wonderful idea because again, like children's access to guns is unacceptable Mm -hmm. and that's just not a thing that should ever, ever happen from, unless they are old enough to buy their own gun and have gone to courses for safety, period. So it doesn't matter if they're 17 in high school or not, they should not nothing Mm -hmm. so like yeah if you want to teach your kid how to shoot and be comfortable with a gun i think that's again the education piece is extremely important to teach them this can take a human life this is not to be played around with it's not to be aimed at anyone at any time unless you are legitimately fearing for your life Mm -hmm. and i think the core of it the reason that we don't we can't ever talk about it is the sanctity of life because i think each side doesn't realize that the and again i'm not talking about us i think that you can see people talk about the other side doesn't understand the the sanctity of life issue but I think all of us are talking about that. I think that's kind of the whole point mm-hmm. is sanctity of life. We're just looking at it from a different from different sides. One is looking at we don't ever have the right to take a human's life, which overall I do not disagree with at all. Mm-hmm. Um, like my religious thought process behind that, I, I don't disagree with that. But that means that someone else does not have the right to take my life. And that's where the issue comes in. Like if I don't have children, but if I did and someone was physically trying to kill them, I would want something that's going to kill that person. I would not be okay with just incapacitating them. Or if they had already killed my child and were going after me, that's a scenario where absolutely not. I am that sanctity of life issue for them. Like, yeah, I hope that they don't die from me shooting them, but I want that ability to make them stop. Like, period. But in that same argument, I'm hearing, I'm hearing like, they're coming after my children. I don't want to kill anyone. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to kill me, 
I want to kill them now. Like the sanctity of life is gone no, based off an assumption. N- no, like if they are physically, like if they have a knife and they are stabbing my child and they turn to me. Sure. I am not going to assume that they're not going to want to kill me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. And no, of course not. The yeah, sanctity of life, point, it's gone. I do still care about their life, but if they don't care about mine, that that doesn't take away my view of them as a human. And it would haunt me for the rest of my life to have had to take someone's life. That would never change. Mm-hmm. That would be a terrible situation that I would be in. And I would rightly not be okay with that forever. Mm-hmm. But if it comes down between me losing my life and someone taking it, I'm not just going to stand there. I don't want to be in a position where I would just have to stand there and let them kill me. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So what would be the difference between if you had a firearm that shot mm-hmm. the three? So say, for instance, that same example. So imagine if you had a regular gun. Yes. Um, no, frantic, I, see, I see where you're going. Yes. That that would be the aim, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. That, that would be a really hard shot. I mean, all of it's a hard shot. You're shooting until your thing yes. is blank. Yes. Why not have those two safety shots? Yeah. Oftentimes, like if you have enough of an incapacitating shot. So I guess that's just like, it's more, mm. it's not saying taking away anything. Yeah. It's more innovation of what's already there. Like how come app app companies or like Apple or um, Google can come out with updates on mm-hmm. like safety yeah. measures for for users yes. to then be able to see on a shelf and be like, I like that. Yeah. I want what, Why is there not more that? Yeah. That's honestly, like, what's I available love right now. Yes. None of those meet that criteria. I would love to see that innovation because yeah. none of the incapacitating options that we currently have, that's, that's my whole issue with mm-hmm. it is if you watch videos about it, mm-hmm. you will see someone that is either potentially high or is mentally unwell, and they're shooting them with rubber bullets. They pepper spray them. They're still actively killing this person mm-hmm. that's underneath them. And the last thing that they can do is to shoot them. Mm-hmm. So if we could have advances in that technology and find something that is truly incapacitating, like, I don't even know what it would be because we've already got a taser, but like, even further than that, something that works like um, giving a shock to your heart where you legitimately, it makes your heart stop for that moment. Mm-hmm. Something like that, you know, something that is truly incapacitating that would work on all aspects of that. That would be something I'd be very interested in. I mean, beyond that, to a point where it's not even lethal. I mean, there's technologies out there with with fiber tech, with carbon, with, with mm. just just tech in general where if you had like even a net like I, i'm mm. not even joking like mm. a net that I mean it would freaking hurt but like a net that could come stick to skin yeah pull somebody off like like why are we going for things that are injuring when we could we have tech we have ro- we have crazy robots now yeah there's no doubt we have all of that tech available yeah and it's in the mix being used for other things mm. I, I wish there was more smaller businesses who were changing the idea of what it is to be a, a gun owner mm-hmm. and and I, I guess like changing the stigma of like if you own if you own a gun, it doesn't mean you own something lethal. Like mm-hmm. like deadly. Yeah. If well, you own a gun, it could be should not just be. for fun. Yes. Or and, yeah. and you know because the ammo doesn't shoot deadly ammo. True that. Yeah. I, or not a, just again, like not enough education for people to say like the gun is the last option that you ever have, mm-hmm. period. And I, I think that there are people that are working towards that. Mm-hmm. But I think in the broader narrative, when we talk about social media and stuff, it just it doesn't translate very well because mm-hmm. people say, oh, you have a gun. That must mean you're fine with killing people and that that's going to be – if you get in an argument with somebody on the road, you're going to shoot them. Right. And I to- I can totally see where people are coming from on that because, again, sanctity of life, extremely important. It being deadly is extremely important and should be taken into consideration mm-hmm. full stop. If there were better options that currently existed, I am open to changing my mind. But it, until that innovation happens mm-hmm. – I, again, I'm always open-minded. I think that that's kind of the whole point is Mm -hmm. show me a case in which I don't have to worry about this failing and then I will be 100% on board with that. Okay. Oof. Brainstorm. I just had like another, sorry, I'm going on like a product thing. I think it's like designer in me. Yes. Yes. So talking about products available 
I, I, I hope I'm not jumping back onto my train of thought and ignoring what you no, just said. No, no. Okay, that's the whole point. Okay. Yeah. God, I hope it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Us going back and forth, that's the whole point. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so going back to the product aspect and changing the stigma behind guns again. Yeah. Um, everyone likes video games. There's shooting in that. Just mm-hmm. because you shoot, it's not mean you're, doesn't mean you're a killer. Yeah. Can, can they not start changing the concept of shelved guns, ones that you shoot for fun, mm-hmm. having these ammo that just just literally aren't bullets, like literally can't kill. Like you can shoot targets. It's like glorified airsoft. Mm. I, I guess I need to speak to like a true gun owner. Mm. It, is it like the weight? Like what's the excitement? Is it the excitement mm. that it is lethal? Like no. that's that's Not that anyone that I've ever talked to. Not so, unless I haven't met a psychopath yet, so I don't know. So so if that's the case, are, are people who are going to ranges buying ammo that if someone were to get hit by it, it wouldn't kill them? Like no. I know- so again, it's regular shot ammo. Yeah. Could mm-hmm. it, could it not be then just like, here's the gun for everybody. Mm-hmm. Give it to your kid. They can't kill anybody. But see, That and- is, that's the piece. Cause I think if you look at it from the outside in, that is kind of a common misconception that people go to gun ranges for f- just for fun. And I think, yes, there is a huge element of that to it. However, behind that is a proficiency mm-hmm. thing. So it's always working towards being more accurate, mm-hmm. understanding how to shoot better, mm-hmm. understanding that gun better. So if you if it malfunctions, you need to take it apart, disarm someone else's gun and take it apart. You know how to do that. It is more so a proficiency exercise. Yes, I think that there's a ton of dudes that have fun doing that, but it's because they are gun owners and they want to be better. They okay. want to be more accurate. They want to make sure that they're not just going to spray bullets everywhere should they have the potentiality of needing to use their weapon in a, in a scenario. Okay. So another brainstorm. What if there was one or like a set of style of gun? Obviously there is now where it's legal to carry mm-hmm, carry mm-hmm. a handgun. Everyone has the same training for that handgun. All other guns you just you can't use lethal ammo even if it's mm-hmm. for fun. So mm-hmm. why 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 is it So if something is sanctioned like you have the ability to kill another human being for safety reasons if you have this particular type uh-huh, of gun uh-huh, that is registered uh-huh. that only you can use. Yeah. But all these other guns that you love that are not for killing. Yeah. Not yeah. for killing. Yeah. Why is that all of a sudden? Why, do, why does that need real ammo? Why can't that be totally for fun exactly how you use it now? Yeah. Defense ammo. Like, I, I love that thought process, but I want to make a caveat and then please continue. Mm-hmm. No guns are for killing because I don't like that narrative because mm-hmm. that is trying to say that we want to kill people if we own guns. Mm-hmm. That's just something I hear people say yeah, that I like to I, correct I, on. Yeah, I definitely yeah. don't. No, no guns are for killing, period. All of that was yeah. not meant to be No, 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 rude. I know. Yeah, I just okay. like to, for people that are listening that have no idea outside of our conversation, I like to adjust that whenever I hear it. Okay, so what if we took away the ability for, mm-hmm. or the possibility and ability of death? Yeah from these things that aren't meant for that. Mm-hmm. And why, like, why does the person who owns this need to have that one, that particular style mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to protect themselves as opposed to something that is legal, certain size, yeah. everyone, same yeah. size fits all. Mm-hmm. It does the necessary deed. Yeah, It's the same. I yeah. mean, I know you're looking at a monopoly to who produces these all there. There's mm-hmm, like a whole mm-hmm. caveat there. Yeah, But I mean, all that to be said, why the variety of something that doesn't is not intended to do that? Yes, no, I I think that that is a great way to look at it, and I don't disagree with that thought process at all. Mm-hmm. I see, I can see other people's arguments for government takeover issues mm-hmm. and you not having the same capacity in a magazine that they would, because again, the government's never gonna mm-hmm. never gonna change that. And you just look, I look at examples like North Korea and Cuba and things like that, and that makes me very nervous. Mm-hmm. But uh, that argument aside, I don't, again, like I don't disagree with that at all. And I think that the issue becomes, and this is, this is where we would have to like, cause again, we don't talk about it enough to figure it out. Mm-hmm. How do we, if we're going to have implement this change, how do you not, because you're implementing these regulations immediately have a black market pop up? So that, that is the other caveat for me is 
if you do this, I've not seen a good plan. And I mean, I'm not in government and neither are you. And Mm-mm. I'm going to go ahead and speak for myself. I'm not smart enough to figure that out, mm-hmm. <laughs> period. But how do we put regulations in place that aren't just making illegal things illegal again, that aren't creating a bubble of a black market for people who are already going to do bad things regardless? Mm-hmm. Because people are going to do illegal shit. If people are bad people, and I hate to use that term, but I think that that gets the point across, people that want to have guns and hurt people with them are going to find a way to do that. Of course. And 3D print guns. Yeah. I mean, like how do yeah. you make it so that your regulation input does not create this huge black market bubble, which causes just the absolute worst case scenario of only people who are bad people having access to lethal guns of that kind and then everyone else in the civilian population doesn't so like figuring that piece out would be key for me because i can't i can't get on board with any regulation until that part is figured out because that's terrifying that means that only people that are that want to do wrong and that do illegal things already are going to have access to that and we're going to be left without it true granted anything put into place doesn't have uh, step by step by step by step plan. Oh, for sure. But no, I, I think does. this particularly, if you're looking at like government regulation of it, it's going to have to. And I would love to see what lawmakers could propose for that because I think that's what we're missing sure. is we just have there should be this and there should be that, which I don't disagree with. Mm-hmm. But how do we put that in place in a way that's not going to put the civilian population at a detriment and be beholden to black market and crime syndicates? Because sure. We're going to create that problem. And if we could find a way to circumvent that, I would be interested to hear it. But again, like illegal people are going to do illegal things. Illegal things are illegal and people still do them. That whole thought process. But being Mm -hmm. able to protect ourselves in the meantime, how do we get to that point type thing? I don't think we have the answers for that, but just the thought process. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mean, that's the case with everything. I think black market, like I said, there would be a a definite bad bubble of like – transition yeah um i don't even think we have enough government uh uh protections in place for internet or anything like that so Mm. we we don't even know black market we can't understand like what russian hackers you're doing like Mm. like we have a lot of tech like that's our our biggest export in the u.s is tech and yet we we are like subject to this kind of stuff all the time like yeah Yeah. we're one of the top tech hubs but it almost seems like what there should be Okay, so uh, this might be a stretch away from guns, and I'm curious mm. to see what you think about this. So going on to internet and uh-huh. um, responsibility and, like, mm-hmm. whether there's any accountability or government, like, interaction. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to that, black market, um, what we are proposing is what if you had a personal identification for getting on mm-hmm. to the internet? Mm-hmm. And then everything that you did was to your card. Yeah. Or like there's a record for you. Yeah. I My only issue with that is, again, like that's already in place basically, mm-hmm. like IP addresses and stuff like that. People that do illegal stuff are the ones that know how to get around that. And mm-hmm. illegal people are going to always do illegal things. And it's like how do we continue to make illegal stuff illegal? It's just hard to figure out like – how to do that and that it, it's what we're talking about it's regulations and how do we change this to make it better mm-hmm. um i don't disagree with that i think that's a fine idea but what happens and this is like a very low stakes example of course what happens when say someone hacks pornhub and releases every video that joe schmo watches mm-hmm. and publishes it to places where his kids and his wife can see like oh, they do that how do right we, now how yeah. do we <laughs> that, that's what ransomware protect, is yeah how do yeah. you protect privacy in that scenario how do you prevent the government from continuing to get information on you because there. of that everyone they already, already does. do that's the thing. Does. Yeah. how do you equate security and less anonymity but also make sure that the government still has the same amount of access to your stuff as they currently do mm-hmm. how do we protect both it's so hard to like oh and your freedom yeah yeah yeah, absolutely your freedom to 
Break the law. Yeah. Or break the law. Break the law. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it is, it's a broader issue. And like, thank God I'm not in legislation because I can't even imagine having to like figure because again like just like with every issue you've got people on both sides but then you also have to balance the pros and cons because there's nothing i don't think in the history of ever that there's a bill or legislate legislation or law or anything that doesn't have some kind of negative consequence to some group Mm -hmm. and you just have to choose the lesser of two evils at some point yeah yeah i would not ever want to be in that scenario because frequently they get it wrong as well. And that's mm-hmm. when you see things being repealed or walked back or changed. It's like, I I wouldn't be able to handle that as a human being. Oh, they do it all the time. Like, Every time someone else ooh, is new in government, they repeal stuff. I could never, I could never be in that job role. Like that's so much pressure, especially for people who, from what I can tell, they're not, they're particularly versed in being a politician, but they're not versed in all of these areas. Like they didn't spend time in a disadvantaged city and then they went to somewhere where there was no guns. You know what I mean? Like they, they haven't gotten, that's why I think conversations like this are so important, personal experience and Mm -hmm. being able to talk to someone who's had a different experience from you helps you broaden your worldview because even if it doesn't change your mind, because that's not the point, it'll help you understand someone who's had a different experience a little bit better yeah, and why they believe what they believe. And I, I feel like that helps to soften both parties sure, and for you to be able to see what the other side sees. And that makes you a better advocate for your own side. Of course. Like I, that's kind of like what I would hope for everyone but I just don't – it doesn't happen enough, and that makes me sad. I know. Because you can't grow that way. And 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 so many people just don't have the skills to talk to someone God, who no. has a different view than yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, and especially recently. I mean, we're all in our houses for a year, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. That didn't help. No. Yeah. <laughs> you, and you, then everyone found, like, everyone who is like-minded to the extreme yes, extent, and yeah. you're like – Now you're in your confirmation bias bubble yep. on social media, in you person. found your 1% that's yep. out there in the – entire world that yeah. shares your view yeah in reality it's like that's not how the world works no yeah. yeah and you don't know how to handle someone that's different from you in any way and then I think that feeds into all the problems we're seeing yeah and there's it feeds a lot into of mental health over. yeah most people and I make this generalization on here all the time mm-hmm. most people are pretty close to center when you really get down to it. They're more like than they're different. Yes. If you were to put out all the stuff that they've experienced in their life, it's yep. literally the same set of experiences. Uh-huh. They yeah. all had that embarrassing childhood thing. Yeah. Like yeah. they've all experienced hardships, like all of that. Like you just got to break it down away from like the main issue and the main talking points mm-hmm. and then kind of delve into the side stuff. Underneath it all. Yeah. And come up with like arguments for their side or yours, uh, you, yeah. you know, like, Understand where they're coming from. Exactly. That's the whole point. Because unless you understand where someone's coming from, you're never really going to understand the issue. Mm -hmm. Like me having an experience with being robbed makes me have a very different opinion about guns than someone that's never been in that situation where they feared for their life. Mm -hmm. That's... And that's not a bad thing. It's just that's how it is. People that grew up economically disadvantaged are going to have very different viewpoints on wealth distribution than people that grew up rich. It doesn't mean either one of them are wrong. Mm -hmm. It just means that is what it is. Your lived experience plays so much into your viewpoints. And if you never talk to someone from across the aisle or that's had a different life, like we talked about at the very beginning, Mm -hmm. you're never going to get it. Because it's not your experience. So it it doesn't feel like reality to you. And it takes speaking to someone in person. I would even push it that far. Not on the internet. Oh, yeah. You have to take (laughs) away that piece. Yeah. And talk about your childhoods and talk about why you feel how you feel. Not just, well, I think you're wrong and this is why. Like that doesn't do shit for anybody. No. It just, if you have time to load up, it just, it's, there's, yeah. 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 And that's why I'm so grateful that you agreed to come on and talk about that because it's so hard. I love, like, I think the biggest thing that I think is a pro about me, but makes others uncomfortable is I love being wrong. Like I, yes, I want you to tell me why I'm wrong. Yes. I might tell you why that's probably not true, but, exactly. you know, but, like, yes. but if I'm, I'm like, oh, interesting. And yeah. then I'll look that up, you know? Yeah. And we so, can both walk away and still feel how we feel but we've grown regardless oh of if we realize it or not oh and well we're always thinking of it like i will always think well yeah gun people who own guns aren't 
don't have them to kill people. Yeah. Because like yeah. in my eyes, it's just like, but they can. Yes. Like, why would you own something that can't, you know? Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. just changing that thought process is like, okay, yeah. well, if you feel that confident around something, like knives in a kitchen, yeah. that can kill, but I'm yeah. confident enough every day See, to be next to it. It is so funny because I'm not. Mm-hmm. Knives terrify me. Mm-hmm. Like Luke will mess around with the knives we use to open packages. Mm-hmm. And if it's near me, like legitimately, I tell him he has to walk away from me and I get clammy. Mm-hmm. It's a, with the whole lived experience thing. Again, yeah. like it, there are just certain things that like if you have not had particular instances in your life that have formed how you think about things you can't see outside of that no and you've got to talk to somebody else yes yes yeah and I think my best friends are ones that like I get to have good conversations and like can talk about these things with because yeah yeah I mean yeah I like to I don't want to be in a bubble to the point where if I meet somebody outside that bubble I'm just like yeah, or you, or you think they're a terrible human because they disagree with you. Oh my gosh, you. I know. because yeah, yeah. I see that going on a lot too. Like, just because you don't agree with someone doesn't mean that they don't deserve to live and they're terrible human beings. Like, what? How did we get there? Oh my gosh, like, yeah. What What happened where we just disconnected that far? But I just I think it's because people don't talk to other people enough. No. Yeah. So I'm grateful that you were on. Seriously, thank you again so much. I hope that everybody listening got a lot out of that. And again, just open that conversation up. Oh, it's so worth it. Like seriously, just just be willing to be open, be willing to be wrong. I think that's a huge thing that everybody needs to work on Mm -hmm. because that's how you grow. Yeah. Like be willing, not only be willing to be wrong, but be willing to admit that you were wrong. Sure. I think that's the best thing that you can hope for. Yeah, and definitely like always push for like growth. I mean, like changing what the standard was like, you know, like always saying like, well, this is how we used to look at it. Uh Could it not be a free market? Yeah. Like, you know, like, can't it be different? Like, how can we make things better? Yeah. 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 That's the whole point. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I hope that you all enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. And please continue the conversation down below in the comments and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course.